This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I am joined once again in studio with Jim Sebastio. Jim, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, glad to be here, Brian, as always. So, Jim, this is a special day because as we sit here, our burdens have lightened a bit because just a few minutes ago, we just submitted The Pastor's Soul that you and I which wrote together, book. which is a book, to the publisher. And yes. so it is do- It is gone. It is done in that way. And so if we sound a little lighter to you today, it's probably because that burden has been lifted. And so we'll we'll keep you posted on that book, hopefully coming out later in the late spring, early summer. Um, but, uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about um, the pastor's schedule. That's the topic we're going to talk about today. Before we get into that, just a, a quick word of uh, if this podcast has been helpful to you to go to iTunes, give us a review there uh, so we can just get some feedback from you. It's always helpful to, to do that. And also, uh, if you'd like to help financially support Practical Shepherding to go to the website and do that, there's a donate button there so we can continue the work we're doing. Uh, and the work we have before us now is to talk about this topic of the pastor's schedule. A pastor's schedule is unique because it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's not like every other job. We have to make our own schedule really in a lot of ways where a lot of other people, their schedule's made for them and they're told what they need to do. But we actually have to steward our time in a unique way with our jobs. And so, Jim, will you kind of give us a little bit of a biblical framework for this conversation, and then we really want to launch into just being practical with you as we think through our schedules, how that might help you. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I think we need to recognize and, and realize, you know, just some of the general things that the Word of God has to say uh, about time and about uh, responsibility. Uh, and, and there's no one particular text that says to any man. You need to labor 60 hours a week or 70 hours a week or 40 hours a week and need to take this much time off or that it takes this much time to accomplish your goals. So again, we're in the realm of of responsibility, living before God. Uh, Many of us uh, have offices at a church building. There aren't other people keeping a track of us. I don't know about, I, I don't have a clock that I punch. I do not personally fill out a time card. I know some pastors who do uh, in order to demonstrate to the flock some degree of responsibility. I think this is an area of not uh, allowing our good to be evil spoken of. And and, and what I mean by that is in regard to, because our labors are different in certain ways than other people's, there's the old line that a pastor only works one day a week. Uh, and some people can look down on us because maybe we don't come home at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, with our clothes torn and you know our, our hands callous. Well, it depends or, on the day. Yeah, it depends on who we met with that. Yeah, day. it depends on the day. Right. But yeah, so right. You, but you know what I mean by that. That we we have a, a different realm of uh, accountability, and so we need to be right. uh, careful that we are uh, we're worthy. We're workmen worthy of the hire. Uh, I think is an important text to, to recognize. The labor is worthy of his hire. Um, you talk about a, you, you get a, an honest day's work, and, and so how do we how do we do that? How do you do that in regard to uh, a weekly schedule or uh, a day by day schedule? And thinking there are the goals I need to accomplish today. Uh, Sunday's always coming. Uh, most of the time we have a sermon, maybe two sermons, maybe sometimes three sermons that we need to have ready uh, for that. So that's a deadline that's before us. That's not the kind of thing we can kick down the road. 
the way we might be able to a counseling session or an article we need to write a blog whatever it is that we have as our responsibilities so how do you go about planning a your week or your your daily schedule well so i for me it, it helps me to think in terms of weeks so i'll take a week at a time and and really try to look at what i have for this one given week and determine whether I need to start pushing things to the next week. Okay. As far as uh, just, let's just go ahead and jump in and and just get practical about the schedule stuff. Mondays, every pastor knows that Mondays are are tough usually. Right. You're coming off, you know, you're emotionally coming off this hilltop from Sunday. Could have been an encouraging Sunday, could have been a difficult Sunday. But I find now, and many of you all who have been a part of this ministry for a long time know this, that I think Mondays are a big deal in that, it's okay to acknowledge the limitations we feel on Monday, and we shouldn't try to do too much on Monday. Right. You don't take Monday off, right? You so take, I, was it Friday off? I don't, yeah. So I usually take Friday off. I don't take Monday off um, because one of the reasons is I, I feel crummy a lot of the time. Right. And so originally, especially when my kids were little, I didn't want to give my family that day. Okay. I'd rather just kind of, there's plenty of things I can right. do. That's a, but the running joke is always, you, you know, you never resign on Monday. Right. Like, do you do you try to plan uh, a six day work week with one day off, or do you do a five day work week like a lot of men do, a lot of men and women do? I I plan a six day work week with a day off. Okay, so I, I try to make sure whatever whatever the day off too. is, and and that's the thing. What's tricky about this? We've talked about day off and rest in previous podcasts, but you know, for when I ask guys, when I ask pastors, do they have a day off, and they say Saturday. Um, most of the time, I press them, and they know as well as I do that that is not a, a genuine day off usually because there's things that got to be done. I don't, I'm going to go over my sermon on Saturday, even if I try to take Saturdays off uh, because I'm going to be preaching on Sunday. So right. um, I, I think you have to know, um, you have to have that scheduled in on a given week. And so when I'm scheduling things, I try to even block off like Friday is is a time where I just don't can't schedule this and that. And that helps me. Otherwise, it would fill up like everything else. That's what forces me to push it to the next to the next week or the next couple of weeks. So Monday is a day of you know I do very little sermon prep on Monday. It's a recovery day, so I'll meet with folks that will maybe be easier, encouraging meetings. Right. I will uh, do. There's some just plenty of mindless admin work that I can sit and do right. as I'm drinking coffee and trying to just, you know, plug through answer the day. letters, answer letters, answer emails that are just that again, that aren't hard, you know, dealing with conflict type emails, but right. emails of just responding to things sure. and information. So I find that spending Monday doing that is helpful. And then Tuesday morning, I find myself really set to be able to press into the the harder things, I start studying on Tuesday. So you and begin your sermon preparation on on Tuesday. Tuesday, I, I have try to have my outline done on Tuesday, and then I send that out to uh, a certain amount of men in the, in our church who then give me feedback on my sermon direction. Okay. And so the people who are ser- planning services with me the next day also get that outline, and they can begin to think through the service in that way. What are the things in, in any given week that you feel I need to accomplish? I need to get this done, this done, this done. All right, so sermon prep is obviously a big right. one. Right. I, I think in categories is the best way f- for me. So I think sermon prep or lesson prep or teachings, anything that I need to study and prepare for, um, that's a category that I've got to notch out time for. Uh, there's, there's admin work that just has to be done. 
And then, then what kind of the third category is just people. And that could be phone calls. That could be a visit. That could be having lunch and coffee with somebody. But I try to separate the staring at a computer screen, doing admin or emails or whatever, a certain amount, and then focusing on the relational side, which is face-to-face contact with with people, and I have, and I feel like I, I notch my day out. Like I'll plan a morning to study, and then the rest of the afternoon is, is spent meeting with people and doing those counseling, now, those kind of things. With people, you have to have, I, I assume, Brian, planned and unplanned times. And and what I mean by that is maybe on on Sunday, you'll say to a brother or, or family, "Hey, uh, we need to. I'd like to get with you this week," or "I know you've been struggling with this. I'd like to maybe spend a little bit of time with you," or it's been a long time since we talk and we grab lunch or coffee this week. And but then there's also going to be the emergency, right? Um, the call for a, a hospital visitation, for instance. Uh, how do you plan? Is there a way to plan that? I mean, there's no way to plan the unplanned, obviously. Although I think you might need to build perhaps a little bit of elasticity into your schedule with the knowledge that every day you do not know what a day will bring forth. You have no idea when you wake up that morning whose life is going to be altered, uh, what news somebody's going to get. I got an email Monday morning from a lady in our congregation apparently now has a very aggressive form of breast cancer. Hmm. Uh, that life is most likely forever altered. Right. Uh, and and a mother of two small kids. And, you know, you're so you're looking at at that 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 comes in and um, you it's it's not like it's not like your normal week anymore, perhaps for some people. That's going to mean, right. all right, you need to be there for doctor's visits or hospital. I usually have the study admin time is usually I figure it in knowing that some things are going to come up and I can step away uh, from from doing that. So if I'm doing emails, that's something I can always come back to and if an emergency comes. So the one thing I find usually not flexible is when you're having counseling meetings or you're meeting with folks for different reasons. Study time and admin time, I try to give buffers as I'm scheduling that, knowing those other things are going to come up. How do you handle uh, heavier weeks versus a lighter week? Do you, do you feel do you feel there's a trade-off there so that let's let's say one week there were ten times you're at a hospital, five emergency counseling situations, two sermons to be done, and then the next week you don't have your your interns are preaching or you have a guest preacher coming in, and yet it's not a vacation week. Uh, and it happens to be a week where your phone doesn't ring, uh, your best, you know, pastor buddies that you might get with are out of town, and it's just like, now what do I do? I don't, I don't have. Do you try to get ahead? Do you feel guilty if, if maybe you say, you know what, I can knock off a little bit early today in light of, I did seventy hours last week. If if this is a lesser week, that's okay. I have no problem knocking off early if I had the week prior to what you're talking about. Okay. I also find very rarely that uh, that I ever hit a point where there's not other things I just need to catch up on or things I've been wanting to do, like strategic planning and other things that, that then I can embrace that time. Do you do. build in a reading schedule that there are things that maybe you want to you keep your mind sharp, you want to you study, so maybe there's a... Oh, I mean, there are sermon, I mean, excuse me, seminary classes available online, maybe say, or, or a book you want to go through and say, this is going to be a, I have a day of the week where I've really just, because maybe it's a lighter week, I want to get general reading in or a, a book I need to get. I try to get, 
I try to have that in my study time. I'll be honest with you where my, I only have so much mental capacity to study and read and write. So like we just sent off this book like the last month or so has been pretty consumed with with writing, and yeah, I don't so have that's much. A different thing. Most a lot of pastors will never do that. That's true, but they may be writing other things, whether it's sermons, or blog posts, or journaling, or whatever it is. I mean, so I only have so much of a capacity to read, study, and write. That's kind of all one category. Okay. And I try to and I try to balance that out. What about you on these on some of these things? What is your weekly schedule like? How do you divide these times up? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to try to to figure it out because again, it, it is a different thing because you you have your objective goals you need to reach. Okay, this is a week I'm I'm leading prayer meeting. Uh, this is a week where I've got uh, two messages I, I need I need to get done. Uh, I have so many pastoral visits that I I'm going to try to make, but sometimes those don't happen. Right, and, and so. Uh, you know, somebody can't meet with you. Somebody gets sick, or again, an emergency situation comes, and you you have to change that around. But I try to think: what are the things I am responsible and accountable for? So, for instance, um, my own time. I need to have my own time in the Word. Um, a pastor ought to have a time set a, set aside to pray uh, for his own soul, for his own relationship with the Lord, and for the flock, and then. You begin to work through your your schedule. What am I What am I preaching? Uh, when do I? How do I begin to work through that text? Uh, and then the matter of of oversight. So you think, what am I responsible for? So I'm responsible to feed the flock. I'm responsible uh, in regard to to counsel and to providing. I we watch over souls that will as those that will give an account. It's going to be different in a smaller church and a larger church. It's going to it's going to be different if you have several elders or if you're a sole elder. Uh, some of the men listening here are, are working a part-time job, or right. sometimes they're working a full-time job, and and they've st- and yet still they have some responsibility. They've got a sermon to do, and they may not be able to give 10, 15, 20 hours to a, a, a given sermon. Uh, they may only have two or three hours uh, on Saturday night and Sunday morning, and in that they need to be able to, to seize that time um some people brian a lot of questions people always want to know how much time you spend on on any given sermon and i I don't know how how, do you usually answer that for people or i would say that um in the early years i spent the i spent 15 hours a week on a sermon i'm probably more down to 10 now okay i tell some people you know uh, how long did it take you to do that sermon sometimes the answer is 40 years (laughs) <laughs> because you know what I mean by that, it's because you're, yes. you're taking a lifetime of, of life and study into that. But the spirit of the question is, yeah, how much how time long do you guys actually be spend exegeting a passage, going through the commentaries, and then do you write your sermons out, or do you do an outline? I write, or do you a, man- write a full manuscript. I write a full manuscript, so that takes longer than maybe uh, for some other. Guys. Well, for some other, for me, because I can type fast, it actually helps me. It it's not any shorter for me to do that. So. You know, I think the spirit of that question, too, we need to realize, and that's, you know, how long should, which may be a separate podcast, how long should we prepare, our ser- be, how long should it take us to prepare our sermons? But the reality is, is we've got to, we've got to, 
make sure that our schedule is balanced. If you spend 35 hours on one sermon, I would I would be bold to tell you you need to evaluate your sermon prep because you're not doing much else right. other than sermon prep. Well, I think a man needs to know his priorities and his time should match those priorities. Right. And there are things that he sometimes can do in a given week that he's not going to be able to do on another week. Right. And so the the constant demands are are going to be you know he's got to give the word and prayer, people and ministry, right? And then he might be able to do things like help write a book or write a blog or I think you got to uh, throw admin in there too. Yeah, uh, or the matters of administration. Some yep. churches are big enough that you have a staff and you actually have a, a man who's whose job it is to do that. But speaking of time, Brian, we're trying to keep this at a relatively minimal time and so our time is about done we are so one quick just word of counsel as we wrap this up as guys try to figure think through their own pastoral schedule one thing for you and then i'll go i think you need to know yourself and you need to know your duties and responsibilities before god i'm giving three uh and i think at some point you need to communicate that to your flock so they know what you're doing and how you're spending Mm -hmm. your time and why you prioritize uh, what you do, and yeah. and just as I think a man's finances ought to be reflective of his priorities, so our time also ought to be reflective of our priorities. But they ought to be God's priorities that are rooted in an accurate knowledge of our ministry and not imposed on us by guilt or by somebody else, some superman's schedule uh, from church history or a professor that told you exactly how to do that. You, you need to have the wisdom in your own self to be able to, to shape that. How about you? Well, that, that leads to my one piece of advice, and that is give yourself to the work of the ministry, but recognize your limitations. You're one man, you're human, you're weak, and you're frail. God knows that. He made us that way. And to not try to be somebody you're not in your schedule. So to not compare yourself to others, but to be faithful, knowing you're going to stand before Jesus and give an account, not the pastor down the road. Right. So, um, Jim, we pray for these men who are listening to this uh, about their, their schedules. Ladies who are listening to this in regard to their own schedules and even thinking about their pa- their own husband's schedules who are pastors. Mm. Uh, just let's pray for them and ask yeah. God to give wisdom. Our Father, we thank you. You are the you're the God of eternity, but you are also the author of time. And you have given to us a limited amount of time on this planet. Our life is is vaporous. Uh, it passes as a, um, a weaver's shuttle. And, and, and so, Father, we pray that we would know and recognize and embrace our mortality, our frailty, as well as uh, divine priorities. We thank you, Father, that there is uh, help and hope in your word and that there is the help of the indwelling of the Spirit. Uh, We do, Father, pray that we might devote ourselves to ministry as we are called to, uh, but, Father, also not neglect the other matters of your word that you call us to. So give us help and give us wisdom and give us freedom before you as we sort through these issues in our own life. We pray in your Son's name. Amen. Amen.